Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey it's Susie. yo what's going on well, hello, Barbara Bird, and welcome, groomers, to episode 346 of the Groom Pod, recorded on August 14th, 2022, in Snohomish, Washington, and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groomore, and Stazco. And most importantly, you guys through Patreon and our donation button. Both can be found on our website, thegroompod.com. This week on the Groom Pod, the question is to shave or not to shave? The whisker conundrum. And Barbara, the customer service manager, is going to come talk to us all about Q-Tip. Quit taking it personally. And maybe, maybe if we have time, we might actually get to the nail trimming struggle. And maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> well, this week's What's New is brought to you by Groomore Software. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile, or house call, Groomore is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar and QuickBooks syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. Additives Exposed was spectacular. For those of you who didn't attend, it was amazing. And you guys, we're going to do more of this stuff in the future because we have Barbara Bird and we have her brain and it's so much fun to share it with you guys. I mean, even deeper than just on the groom pod. Barbara, how was your week? You know, I had, I had an interesting week. It, it wasn't too busy. But I had uh, I had a really good thing yesterday. God, I understand why you want to specialize in behavioral grooming because it's so rewarding. Oh, unbelievably! And I think it's so humorous to me that you're the one that's studying and putting all the effort and money and time into becoming a certified behavioral specialist. And I'm the one that's getting new behavioral clients every single (laughs) (laughs) week. And I I don't even advertise it. But this week's uh, special moment was brought to me by way of a Lakeland Terrier puppy. So the wo- the woman texts me and um, she said she's got a Lakeland Terrier puppy and he had a bad experience a few weeks ago at Petco. And she said the dog was traumatized and came home trembling and uh, 
out of sorts and they couldn't do the head at all. And they just clipped him down short all over. And did I know how to do lathe interiors? Well, I said, yes, I do. And uh, (laughs) you've come to the right place. And so then she very kindly asked me if I would be interested in looking at a video that her breeder sent of a groomer teaching a Lakeland trim. Well, I thought, why not? That'll be fun. That'll be fun, you know. And so she sent me this video. It's a great tutorial. It's done by a professional groomer. I'm sorry, but I did not take in and digest the groomer's name. Oh, but she's clearly a competition level pro groomer. Is it a link we can share? Yes, I'll share the link. I, I'm happy to because it's just so good. And she it goes into detail explaining some of the terrier points that will apply to other breeds as well as the Lake Terrier. And of course, she does the head just right. So I watched it didn't listen to it because I had something else going on, but I watched it and I was very impressed and I thanked her and I said, you know, like this will be our goal, but I think we're going to deal with behavioral issues before this because I felt that probably this puppy freaked out at the groomers and the groomers freaked out at the puppy freaking out, you know, and she said they had him for three hours And he came home just uh, what she says is an emotional wreck and didn't allow her to come near him with grooming tools at all for days and weeks. So I was prepared for just another biting, flailing, dreadful terrier experience. And I, I booked it. And then I thought about it a little bit. And I thought, you know... I think I'm going to have her come later in the day when I'm finished with everything else and Yvonne is finished with everything else and I'm going to ask her to stay. And I know this goes against the grain with 90% of the groomers out there, but I felt that it was a good idea to have her observe the way that Yvonne and I work together with these dogs and also to observe the puppy's behavior. And She was really happy to do that, to accommodate us. And she brought us in a bunch of treats. And I sat out in front for several minutes and we had the, we turned the puppy loose out in the front and he just like snipped around and got all acquainted and zoomed up to Yvonne and got a treat and zoomed back to me and got a treat and, you know, like just puppy stuff. And I'm talking to the woman, just allowing time to pass while the puppy acclimates to the place. And then I realized that I was going to have a customer come soon to pick up the last two dogs. And I said, um, maybe we better scoop him up, put him on the table. So Yvonne took the dog to the table, and I'm still talking to the woman. We glanced over at the table, and she was combing the puppy without any problems. And she was doing her thing. Her Mexican grandma thing. Her Mexican grandma thing. It's so freaking magical. <laughs> <laughs> 
She says, we're going to make you be handsome, boy. You know, you're going to have to be handsome. Now, you have to put up with this so that I can make you look good. And it's just a comb, and it feels like this. And she's just talking, talking, talking her little speech to this puppy. And he's just standing there. And the lady couldn't believe it. So I went back there and they had not been able to do anything around his head. So I spent a few minutes just kind of brushing, calling me. Oh, oh, first of all, are you uh, she, stripping this dog? No. Okay. She, well, not now. We talked about stripping because the dog is a brown Lakeland Terrier. He's going to be beige and she's just loving the brown coat that's coming in, the new adult coat that's coming in. And I said to her, you know, if we don't can strip this dog, he's likely to have this blondish hair all over. And I said, uh, we might want to revisit this down the line. But first we have to work on his behavior regardless. And I, I don't want to try to hand strip him when he's being real reactive, you know, hyper reactive to everything. So I took him to the back and I brushed him, I combed him, I introduced him to the Figura clipper. I turned the clipper on, I turned the clipper off, I petted him with the clipper. And I also, I used my hands around his face, you know, this way. And this is a lot of what Yvonne does too, is his little fingertips around the face and just lovingly touching the jaw and so on and so forth. And so then I used the figura with a snap-on comb, like number five, and I sketched in his pattern and I tried to work on his tail and I learned that this puppy has immense tail issue. And he even has a problem at home chasing and mutilating his own tail. So that's another little problem to be, you know, I talked to her about putting hot sauce on it. It's an indicator. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's something that's going on. He's really obsessed with his tail. I identified that hot spot, but I did at the same time pretty much groom his tail. They hadn't been able to do it. And then I took my chunkers around his head and I... I didn't try to do the clippers. I did. I did try to do the clippers around his head, and he, you know, he bolted. He didn't want to not do ready, that. and so not ready. So I put them down, and I just started using the chunkers around his cheeks and shaping his head in, his head in, and on the top of his head where it's supposed to be real flat behind the eyebrows to the occiput. I scissored that down, and then I scissored his ears down. Because his ears are just the great big puffy flower things. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't look at all like proper Lakeland, you know. The reason she picked a Lakeland Terrier is that three or four years ago, she saw me and she fell in love with how it looked. So now this is not uncommon that people fall in love with how a dog looks. And so they buy that breed and then they have to deal with the behavior of that dog. And this dog is the liveliest dog she's ever owned and she's owned this breed and that breed and a rottweiler and not a border collie and no other terriers ah <laughs> she didn't know the universe of terriers at all i spent 
uh, over an hour on my table. And I had, she had offered to bathe the dog first at home. I went for it. That's another thing groomers hate to do. But people, there's a time and a place for everything. These are all decision points. The decision to invite the owner to stay and observe. And she fed the Cheerios and the decision to allow her to clean the dog up at home so that I wouldn't have to scissor her. You know, her bath was fine. The dog was clipped down eight weeks ago. You know, how much can it be? I found some areas on the beard where they hadn't been able to comb out. She also brought the tools that she's been using and she had one of the world's worst slicker brushes. Wow. <laughs> Oh my God, this slicker brush, and it looked real pretty. It was pretty looking, pretty blue, and it had this feature that was like a self-cleaning uh, Oh, I know feature. that one. And it had the worst chopped off pins, rough, scrape your hand. If you, if you can't brush your arm without it being painful, you should not brush the dog's skin with it. And I just told her flat out, don't use this. This is a piece of shit. Throw it away. (laughs) I just told her that, you know, and she said, well, I have this comb. And I said, good tool. (laughs) Bad tool. Good tool. (laughs) This is a good tool. Keep, keep combing. Keep combing. She says, I comb them a little bit every day. I said, keep combing, you know, and then, and now, and then I showed her how she had left some stuff on the inside of the of the front legs. So Yvonne and I are doing our thing together where we use kind of, I use minimal restraint. And, but two people up on opposing sides of the table kind of body blocking the dog and moving the dog back into position and then good boy in a cheerio. And, you know, I was able to comb out his whole face and scissor it down into the proper lines, a proper short beard I I did under the jawline. I really made the head look like a young Lakeland Terrier head. I started forming the fall. I scissored up the eyes. And we did all of this to the amazement of the owner. And she was just there drop jawed watching Yvonne and I work together on this dog. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, it's just a special teamwork thing that Yvonne and I have together that is extremely special. And it's not a trained thing. It's just we've acquired this and we've learned what works and how to do it. And I didn't have to tell Yvonne very many things. She has an intuitive sense of how to calm these dogs and you guys are synergistic you work together like magic yeah we're a team and i'm gonna read you the text she sent the owner or yvonne the owner okay just checking that night she texts me thank you both so much for your patience skill and professionalism Uno, that's the dog's name, so cute, means one in Spanish. (laughs) One and only Uno. Uno slept most of the afternoon from how hard he had to work to be good. 
<laughs> and he is looking so good. Isn't that nice? She totally got it. She totally got it. And uh, I charged her $75 for doing basically the head. <laughs> Still, you did a lot of behavior work, and that takes time. I know. And I explained that to her. I said, I'm going to charge you $75, and that's a deal, because there's two of us, and we not only got the objective achieved, but exercise a lot of special skill in, in getting there. And you created and, a positive experience for the dog that will hopefully right. replace the last experience. And I said, I think he needs to come back soon. Yeah. And we rebooked for two weeks so that he can build upon this experience and we don't have to go back to square one every time he walks in. I'm giving you a round of applause. Excellent work. Thank you. I don't hear the thank you. <laughs> I give myself some applause because I was kind of proud of the skill set that I've developed um, with these. And I don't really want to become a specialist and just do that, unlike yourself. But I, I, I'm really glad that I can help some of these people. And I'm really proud that I can kind of go against some of the set-in-stone attitudes that groomers have about letting people stay and allowing people to be their dog before the grooming you know everything that never say never don't ever say always you know you have to stay loose and adjust everything to suit the situation that's on your table or going to be on your I'm a fan of having the owner stay. I've never had a problem with it. Sometimes if the dogs act out, I'll send them away after a little while. But I always think it's very enlightening for them to know what actually goes on inside the grooming trailer or in a grooming shop. Because they just think bath and haircut. They don't realize what is involved, the whole extent of the process that's involved. And yeah. I know. You know what else is really complicated? The inside of a hydraulic table, the guts and bits and pieces, not just a hydraulic table, but one that's like it been in use since 1998. That's when I bought that table, 1998. And it's had water dripping down the shaft since 2006 when it moved into the grooming table and the condensation you mean in there, the trailer i mean yes sorry <laughs> since it moved into the grooming trailer because the condensation gathers on the metal and just basically drips down that the hydraulic shaft into the guts so we had to completely take the table out so i pulled Waving. off my husband and i Pulled off the lip system, not from the base, but just all of the bits and pieces that connect to that final two pieces that land on the table. We left those screwed in. We lifted it off with its hole. It has a little shelving unit underneath the table. That part came off too, and we left just the little shaft part. And I just made the stroking of the shaft motion with my hands just for those of you who can't see me as <laughs> I keep saying shaft looks like you're jerking like, somebody up that's why I knew <laughs> because I keep saying shaft and moving my hands up and down like, what the hell x-rated anyway well okay hard r <laughs> needless to say <laughs> we got in there and 
took the table off and removed the little cone that covers all the guts and it was just it was rust. Mush. It was rust and it was covered with hair that had gotten in there. But lo and behold, I vacuumed it out. My husband got his compressor out. We blew the crap out of it. We took wire brushes and cleaned it all up. And we found the two or three or four, I don't remember what it ended up being, screws that were loose. And my husband was able to replace them with new shiny screws. And now I'm good. Oh, I don't believe it. You salvaged the base of the table? Yep. And we pulled it completely out of the trailer. So I know that my trailer floor is in pristine shape. So that made me feel good. So I put it back in and it seemed like it still wiggled a little bit, but I forgot that those single shaft tables do wiggle a little bit. But it is so much better. I did two Springer Spaniels and they were able to just stand on there without shaking like they're in an earthquake the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And now the little dogs, they're really solid. It had gotten very bad. Didn't realize because I have a system of leaning up against the shelving with my knee that held the table still. So I hadn't realized how bad it had gotten. Like you do to your washing machine. Exactly. That kind of thing. Only while grooming. So the front of my shirt is always wet from the because I dry my dogs on my table. So the water always drips off into my lap. Ah, the life of a mobile groomer. But now my vehicle's working really well. My trailer's towing correctly. All of my hubs are fixed. Uh, the only thing I need is air conditioning back in my car. If I can go get that charged up, I'll be in, I'll be living large. Oh, so much better. And I have my little fan. That's good. Boy, I'll tell you what, if you leave the little fan plugged in and use it, the thing that you plug the USB in that goes in the outlet, I think it might be called a resistor box or something, that gets very hot. So charge it up, then unplug it and use it on the battery. And when it dies, charge it up again because you don't want to burn yourself up. See, yours is a slightly different model than mine. You have a resistor thing that plugs into a regular outlet? No, they didn't give me that. They just give me a USB. So I'm plugging the USB into the converter resistor thing that goes in. That gets hot. I just have a, like a strip, but it's not a strip. But it's got USB outlets in it. Yeah. 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 See, I don't have that. Yeah. And it, it seems to work pretty good. Yeah. These work fine. I use them for everything else. It's just that I think that I was working that fan hard on those warm days. Working <laughs> it. But no big deal because now we're back in the 70s again. So. <laughs> oh, well, we've cooled off a little bit too, but we have rain almost every day right now. We're having one of the most wet monsoons that we've had in years, which is probably good for the desert but it's really bad for my health and I don't know if you can kind of tell by my voice but I'm having a lot of uh, asthma problems. You do sound a little chesty. You've got that 30-year smoker vibe. Yeah but I (laughs) haven't done the work. (laughs) I haven't been smoking since 1973 or 4. Although that doesn't account for cannabis but Right. I haven't been smoking anything for the last two years. It's, it's every now and then when I really need to get happy. Got to take care of those lungs. Says know, the girl was, who has really, had asthma and lives in a house where she's allergic to everything. And that I'm allergic in. to everything in my house, and I'm allergic to dust. And every time I try to clean it, I get sick. I'm not allergic to dust. I lucked out. 
<laughs> I'd be in deep doo-doo if I was allergic to dust. Let's take a break and head on into our first appointment. How's that sound? Good. All right. Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on it. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. To shave or not to shave? That is the question. Uh, And I'm talking about whiskers here. Do you shave the whiskers or don't you shave the whiskers? But before we get into that, Barbara, I have some fun facts about whiskers. Oh, good. I know. We haven't done fun facts for a while, so I thought, what the heck. And I'll just credit the internet for a lot of this. So if there's any fallacies and misstatements, blame the internet, not me. Whiskers are actually called the breezy because they vibrate. And they're made out of keratin. And they're thicker than regular hair, which is also made out of some keratin. And then they taper at the end. Different whiskers have different names. This I found fascinating because why? I mean, what's the point? They're whiskers. <laughs> All right. Whiskers above the dog's eye. Those are called supraciliary or supraorbital whiskers. And the ones on hey. the cheeks are called genial whiskers. And the ones on the muzzle are called mustachial. As in mustache. Yes, as in mustache. Mustache And the ones on the chin, that wart that sometimes has a few little hairs out of it. Yeah, I have a couple of those. Yeah, that is called an (laughs) interamal tuft. Those ones underneath there. The length of the whiskers is somewhat determined by the size of the dog. That's in dogs. In cats, it is the size of their body width is the length of the whiskers, except naked cats and curly-coated cats. That doesn't count with them because they're muted. The color is influenced by the color of the dog's coat. And the function of the whiskers is to help them understand and sense their environment with the tactile receptor cells called Merkel cells or to convey emotion. Like, you know, they fold them back when they're shy and and they stand up when they're excited. So those are the functions. So that's my fun facts about whiskers. Wasn't that cool? Wait, I'm going to give myself some applause. Hang on. Yeah, give it to yourself. (laughs) What do you think about the whole shaving controversy? Well, I think it's gone too far. I could see that. I mean, it's gone so far that some European countries outlaw shaving the facial whiskers. That's got to be challenging because there's, like we just discussed, there's whiskers above the eyes. You can't take those. That's extreme. They don't seem to apply it to the eyebrow whiskers. Just the muzzle? 
I don't know for sure. I don't know how they prepare the show dogs anymore. They can't crop the ears. They can't crop the tail. They can't shave the whiskers. You know, they're just going to have these sort of bear-like <laughs> shaved bodies. You know, I don't know. You know, the next thing we'll know that you're not supposed to cut the toenails or something. You know, like, it's just gone too far. I can understand very well. If you have a working dog that's out in the bush, you might want all the whiskers, all the sensory data that those whiskers provide. But if you've got a house or a domestic dog, there, there's no sense to it. And also, it makes more sense on an older, losing sight dog. That's what I was thinking. Any of the dogs that are losing any of their senses, even the hearing, any extra sensory, sensory. information they can get, I think is yeah, beneficial. Yeah. You know, I had my um, Gracie, who was a chow, I don't know, chow something mix, clocker or shih tzu something. And she went blind. And I let her, I let her have her bangs and she would, she would walk around and she would use her bangs to see where the wall was. You know, she would walk around with her head kind of down and she would go to the dog park and walk around and find the people just fine. And she just relied on her whiskers and her eyebrows, her, her bangs to uh, find out people and to avoid obstacles. Um, it would it be different if they didn't grow back, but they do grow back. So if you lose your sight, you can just leave them in, but you don't necessarily have to have them in practical use today. I know. I, th- I think in, in normal household sort of situations, it doesn't make any sense to... Uh, you know, I have to kind of scissor around whiskers on the face. I mean, that's actually what some groomers are having to do. They're they're having to do a clean face, leave the whiskers. That is come too on. hard. Come on. I can't even leave eyelashes. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine what would happen if I had to leave whiskers. You European groomers, I feel horrible for you. I feel horrible for them, too. I, I, I think it's just silly. I think it's just, like, gone too far. And I, I, I really... Don't I really can't stand Yorkies without a crop tail. They just look horrible. Nevertheless, if I'm not doing anything to the face, like for instance, those Springer Spaniels where I'm really, they are sparsely harried on their face. So I don't really do anything. I'm not going to go in there and tip their whiskers off just because, unless the owner requests it. And the owners, because these the greasy are identified as sensory, the owners think then that it hurts the dogs to have them cut. <laughs> now, it, what difference does it make if you trim the face or whether you shave it? I've never noticed a difference. I've never noticed a difference. I've never noticed a poodle who like thinks it hurts to shape a donut whiskers on them right and which it requires cutting into those whiskers no poodles might not like a clean shaved face but it's more because they don't like the clippers around their eyes and face and mouth i do tend to be pretty thoughtful about cat whiskers 
but I have taken off cat whiskers before. It looks horrible if you just take off one side and you've got the other ones on there. You have to just confess your sins and let them know. <laughs> Cats yeah, are, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you whack the ones off? They take forever to grow back on cats. I mean, forever. Because they have to shed out and grow a new whisker. That basically it's not going to grow out the end. It's got to drop off and a new one has to come in. So, and cats do use their whiskers to tell whether they can fit through holes and things like that. So I think with cats, it's different. I think it's different with cats too, uh, uh, especially if they're indoor outdoor cats. They kind of need that or they can get uh, stuck in places where they shouldn't be because their heads are often smaller than their happy fat bodies. I also have stopped tangent shaving the whiskers off my horse because what do I care they don't bother me so I'm just leaving them uh she is not overly hairy in her face my Tennessee walker had quite the bristly (laughs) muzzle so I used to take hers off but I think at this point I don't need to take them off so I'm leaving the ones on my horse you know I think it's a good thing that our knowledge is evolving but I'm not too happy with an all or nothing kind of approach ever a never or ever yeah never or always you know i i think it needs to be adapted to the animal and its living situation and the extent to which it needs extra sensory. if the dog can see well and the dog can smell well they don't really need to feel it up against their face you know they're gonna they're gonna avoid objects before it gets to that point right and their nose isn't that far from their eyes yeah i mean it as long as they can see functionally it's not like they can't tell how far away the bowl is versus where their end of their nose is they're not going to smash into the wall or something at least i've never witnessed that kind of thing so people do get all out of sorts about this stuff when in reality it's not that crucial a thing for these guys who live in our nice, soft, cushy environment and are well taken care of and not out there hunting. But if a customer requests that you not shave the whiskers, I'm on board. I'm fine. I'm with on that. board. Yep. Fine. You, you're the boss. Let them pick. If that's your, your choice, it's going to look like it looks. I don't like it when it grows back in and it's little porcupiney muzzle feeling as the little hairs are pushing their way out. And I don't know, not my thing. I'll leave the whiskers on most of them, but I won't hesitate to take them off. I guess I'm wishy-washy in that way. Kind of right in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm into pleasing the owner and doing a little bit of education you know without lecturing it's hard to do when you're a lecturer indeed (laughs) (laughs) i can relate all right let's take another break and then we're gonna actually i think somebody's gonna be at the door but we'll see who that is hey chris bear anthony here you may know i've been swiveling for years now with my beloved evolution shears but i wasn't actually born with a pair of swivel shears in my hands Check out our website and Facebook page for our library of how-to videos or give me a shout for a personalized guide. Your hands will thank you. Don't forget, GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. 
What are you waiting for? Give them a try today. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. at the door. Uh-oh, it's the customer service manager. Barbara, <laughs> come on in and tell us what we've got to do to improve our customer service interactions. Well, I had a little experience this week. So, uh, it's actually been going on for a couple of weeks. My driver's license is expired and it expired during the pandemic. And I've been overly fearful of going to DMV and getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. So, you know, and then I had stuff went on with my dentures and I didn't exactly want to have a uh, 10-year photo with missing teeth on I so get that. You know, so I put it off for that. That took months for me to get it together to get my, you know, like, because for as long as I was wearing a face mask, it didn't really matter. <laughs> so it wasn't until we kind of stopped the face mask uh, thing that um, I started seeing every week I would plug in that here and see myself on the video with a missing front tooth. And I say, oh, God, I got to get that fixed. So I finally got that fixed. And then other things came up. And I haven't been to DMV to get my driver's license. Well, it blew up on me this month when I went to the bank because my damn landlord wants a bank check for the rent. Now, let me tell you this. I have been renting from this man for 45 years. It's going to be 45 years this uh, Labor Day. I've been renting from him for 45 years, and I have had three count them checks have a problem. In 45, 45 years, years, three checks, and, I'd say that's pretty you know, doggone good. And the last time that it happened, it was because he held my check for over three weeks, and it collided with other stuff at the bank before my weekend uh, square deposit made it to the bank. You know what I'm saying? It was just a bank timing crash. It, it wasn't that I wrote the check with no funds in the bank. It's that he waited too long and other shit happened. And the bank subtracted before they added. And they like boom, to do that. They like to do that. And boom. Uh, the check bounced. And so he said, from here on out, you have to give me a bank check. And I, you know, I said, in 45 years, this is the third time this happened. He said, that's three times too many, Barb. <sighs> so I go to the bank to get the rent check. And my knowledgeable favorite drive-in cashier is not there. And the person that's doing the drive through cashier says, we cannot do bank checks in the drive through Well, I'm sorry. So I went into the lock. They don't even have any poles where I can lean up. You know, they had this, this like, kind of cordoned off line thing where they had the brass 
tipped uh, rope poles. The velvet rope. Yeah, you could kind of lean against one of those poles. I'm crippled, please. I'm standing there, I'm standing there. And nobody's paying any attention to me. Finally, I had to walk over to the stairs to the upstairs part of the bank and sit on the stairs while they finished some engrossing transaction at the (laughs) single teller. Where's a chair for an old lady to sit down in? Come on. So I was already in a lot of discomfort. I mean, let's just say it, pain. My pain threshold was just going up every five minutes with another point, you know. I was in about the eight (laughs) with my my hip and and knee and back. I was just like awful. And then I had to get up off the stairs. That was a trip. And hobble over to the teller, who then tells me that he can't draw me a check because my driver's license is expired. And I blew up. Uh oh. I have been banking there. I've been banking at that location for 45 years. Yeah, they ought to know your signature. It's me. I, you know, like, I haven't changed. They've changed. The bank has changed. It was Southwest Bank. It was Compass Bank. And now it's this PNC bitch, you know. I said, come on, it's me. I've been getting these checks every month for two years now. Well, he said, I'll talk to my manager. So he goes away and he talks to his manager. And he comes back and he says, no, it's our firm policy. We cannot issue you a check. And I lost it. And I said in an extremely loud voice, this is fucking bullshit. (laughs) Very (laughs) Barbara-like. I'm never coming back again. Till next month when you have to get a bank. Well, I can't withdraw my money and put it in another bank because I can't withdraw my money. Right, because you have no idea. Yeah, so now, okay, so now this week I had like a short cash week and I couldn't, I couldn't pay Yvonne or Dave and I had to write them a check. Well, then they have to go to the check cashing place. So Yvonne takes it, I paid Yvonne $50 to to do some housework from there on the house. And I had to write her a check. And so she takes it to her check cashing place, where of course they take a fee, and they call me. I said, yes, I wrote her that check. And they said, like, well, who are you? And I said, well, I'm the person that wrote the check. I'm the person that owns the business since 1977, you know, and they cashed the check. Well, then, <laughs> four days later, I had to write David check for $300. Well, Dave goes back to the same... He, he, he lives close to where Yvonne lives. They live in the same neighborhood. Ah. So Dave goes to the same cash, check catching place. And guess what? They won't catch Dave's check from Transformation Pet Center because they cashed another one four days earlier. They're going to make him wait nine days. That's crazy. And they call me. And I, you know, like, and I was prepared for this one. And so I answered my cell phone, Transformation Pet Center. This is Barbara. How can I help you? 
And uh, it sounds very businesslike. Wow, I'm they impressed. Would, so they would get it that it's a business. And I said, I, oh, this is the payday cash. And you really commit this check. I said, oh, yes, you're talking about the $300 check I wrote for Andrew David Fernandez. They said, yes. I said, I did write that. And I'm the owner of the business. And they said, okay, thank you. Well, then they wouldn't give him this money. They're going to make him wait. Nine days. And I, you know, I just went mucking butts. Yeah. Like, who the hell am I that I got to get treated this way? You know, and I, I just fussed and fumed and, you know, and I tried to do, and listen, I tried to go to the ATM at the bank and withdraw cash. The withdraw button is faded. <laughs> And I can't work. I can't work it. And no matter how many times I punched it, I could not withdraw a penny. And it had another one that says sixty dollars fast cash. I pushed that. It's also gray, and I can't push it. I can only deposit or get bank information. Last three checks, you know, like come on. And so then. I tried to Zell Dave. The Zell window covered up as soon as it came on. Covered it up. They told me I had to register my account, and it's already registered. Of every, course, it is. Every field is already filled in, and I and so, but it won't let me hit continue. And I went around and around with that shit for forty-five more minutes. Oh my god. I was just like so upset. Well, then Dave, Dave texts me and he says, hey, Bart, just settle down, cool it. The bank is just paranoid about fraud. They have so much fraud going on. They're just paranoid. And it's not personal. And I, and I read in an instant. Boom, I realized, Jesus, I am taking this really personally. <laughs> yep. I, you know, like just a couple of words from Dave and I saw it just like clear clarity. I am taking this personally and I'm enjoying taking it personally. And I just like, I like pitching a fit every now and then and I can't pitch a fit against my employees because they're too sensitive <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm a tough employee I can go off on yeah, that's no, I, I don't have that man I even raised my voice to Yvonne she heads for the door right <laughs> there's no loosening that work. so I got it I have to Q-tip quit taking it personally and as soon as I got a little bit of insight into the other side of things the bank's side they're entitled they have a side yep you know a little empathy a little understanding see I was just so I'm I'm so mad that they changed my bank again I had to change my account numbers everything is different all the people are different 
the people don't know me anymore. You would think that when you bank in an institution for 45 years, you would be recognized. I expect them to bow to me every time I enter the bank. Oh, there's that lovely old lady that owns the doctor in job. Hello, Miss Bird. You know, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. It's 2022. We're all strangers. You know, Not we're all trying we're all trying to rip each other off or protect ourselves from being ripped off. Right. One, so, or, the other. Know, one or the other. <laughs> Quit taking it personally is something that not only applies to work, but applies to every, pretty much every single day of our lives. We yeah. Yeah. don't always know what people's intentions are, even though we think we do. And their intention always isn't to screw you, although it seems like it is <laughs> so much well, often. Pretty much whenever you feel insulted, you're taking it personally. You know, like just good rule of thumb, how to tell if you're taking it personally. If you're feeling insulted, the chances are nine to one, you know, they're not just insulters. <laughs> you're taking it personally. You're taking it as an insult. I saw an example no. of it on Facebook, actually, a little earlier today, and we won't use names or anything, but uh, a person who was in assisted living was giving grooming instructions to their groomer, which we all have people like that, don't we? I mean, I know I have some people that give me entire written instructions on exactly how they want the dog, even though well, I've done it for 20 yeah. years. Yeah, and this person was had formerly owned three grooming salons so she was in the business even though she wasn't a groomer she was in the business and so she she had a sense of some expertise and so she's telling the groomer who's picking up and delivering her like chihuahua you know how to bathe a chihuahua well thanks but no thanks but you know like the groomer got really offended in fact came close to firing the client because the client keeps yada, yada, yada about, you know, how to groom a short, how to bathe a short-coated dog. Well, you know, here again, if you're feeling insulted, the chances are you're failing to see the other person's side of things and you're taking it as a personal affront. You have the choice to take something as an affront or not. You have the choice. You just need to breathe and see it as a choice and say, well, hell yeah, I'm going to take this personally. <laughs> well, that's going to, that's cute. Or look at this old lady. She's locked away. She's in a assisted living. Her identity, her sense of self has been chipped away over the last 10 years Piece by piece by piece. She probably doesn't have her own teeth. She probably doesn't have her own hair. She probably looks like shit. She probably has physical problems that are like, maybe she's wetting her pants. She's, you know, like. Loss of control of the other parts of her life. Loss of control of her own bodily functions. Loss of control of, she can't even choose her freaking meal you know like everything has been taken away from this woman and she's just being she is just number room 305 it's the old lady in 305 and this 
this moment where she is sending her dog to the groomers where she used to have some area of expertise is the one moment where she can maybe recapture a little bit of her own self-pride. Have a tiny bit of control. And have a tiny bit of control and tell the groomer what you know about bathing the the perfect short-haired chihuahua bath. And you know what? Not to state the obvious, but we're... uh... We are an industry with primarily women, and there, by the grace of God, go all of us. We will be that person with our dog in the assisted living who no longer grooms and no longer has control over stuff, and we're going to have to hand our dog over to someone, and we're going to pretend that we want to have some influence over what happens to the dog after it goes to the groomer, and by God, I better have a groomer who is compassionate towards my situation and will listen to me talk about grooming because it's one of the things I like to talk about. And whether she does what I like it or not, at least have the respect to give her your time and listen to what she says and be polite. I'm all about being polite. I don't think I need to fire someone because they have asked me to groom their dog in a specific way. I just don't think that's, they're paying me. I'm an employee of them. Not necessarily going to brush a dog before I bathe it if I'm told to, but I certainly will listen. I'll listen too. And and, and it's like the, the Lake Interior lady asked me if I would be willing to look. I mean, she, she was sensitive to me. She asked me if I would look at, at the video, if I would want to look at the video. And I could have refused because... I've been grooming 50 years. I know how to groom the lake interior. But no, I thought maybe I can learn something from this. I watched the video and it was an amazing, good video. And I was, was totally refreshed on the finer details of the lake interior grooming. Totally refreshed. Brought up to date. Boom. I'm so grateful. And I told her, I'm so grateful you sent me that video. She said, I'm so grateful you really look at it. and i too am grateful that she's going to share that link with us that you are going to share her link with us yeah i'm going to share her link with us so i say the first step to quit taking it personally to q-tip is to look with empathy at the position of the other person just with empathy means without any judgment without any of your yada yada going on in your head about what this means to you. Just look at the other person's position. Put on their shoes and walk a mile. And, and, you know, like anybody that's giving over their dog to a groomer who's like giving their dog in the hands of a groomer and they don't know what's going on in the back room, that's a huge step. And you you need to give them the benefit of your non-judgment and not taking it personally if they want to kind of give you written down instructions every single time. I say, thank you. We're on the same page. Yay. I know that, you know, trimming his winky is really important to you. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lady who showed Yorkies and she was in assisted living. She's still there, but we've lost the dog since then. And she purchased a stellar 
example of a Yorkie. And it, the dog was really beautiful, well put together, had a fabulous coat. We kept her in full coat because she combed every day and kept that dog beautiful. But at, over time, uh, you know, her coat deteriorated and we had to adjust a little bit. But every single time I came, she told me, to cut the nails as short as I could and to remember to tip the ears and to make sure that I did her belly really tight. And I never felt insulted by any of it because this was a dialogue we had have with some commonality. We both talked dog and she didn't get to visit with many people. So we discussed this Yorkie groom, which was the same for 10 years. We discussed it like it was brand new every single time we got together. And it was just a nice thing it was a good thing to do. It was good in the karma world, but it also gave her somebody to talk to. And that's part of what I do. It's not always about the dog grooming. Sometimes it's about the visit. Got to do what you got to do. Quit taking yeah. it personally, everybody. Knock it off. <laughs> Take a step back. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here with us, everyone. I've enjoyed it immensely. I also enjoyed doing that seminar we did and look forward to doing some more live stuff now that your denture situation is all fixed <laughs> up and doing some more paid stuff as well. Remember to support us on Patreon. Remember to support our sponsors because they're the real ones paying the bills, even though you guys help too. And well, gosh, have a great week. Happy grooming. See you next time on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care of yourselves. We love you, whether you take it personally or not. <laughs>